0: I'M REVIEWING HERE! What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of I'M REVIEWING HERE! Episode? Did you hear that? Episode? My British came in. Welcome to another episode of I'M REVIEWING HERE! A podcast where I, Matthew Bussey, uh, is going... I am going to... Oh my god, I am butchering this. This is so friggin' embarrassing. I'm gonna go along with it. I'm going to watch and review all of Satan Sound's top greatest movies of all time. It's very, very fun. You know why I'm a little out of it tonight? I just had dinner. Like, I literally just had dinner, and it wasn't very good. It was a leftover. Have you ever made a huge meal? Like, a huge meal. It took you, like, two hours to make, and it comes out not very good, but then you like don't want to throw it out because you just spent all that money and you just want to save all that food you know it's like you don't want to just throw it out so you make it as you you put them in leftover you know trays and and uh containers and stuff and then you eat them later even though the meal's not good yeah have you ever done that you're basically force-feeding yourself because you just feel guilt for throwing out food uh yeah that that's me that's my life and that's what i just did tonight and um yeah, I don't feel super good. So if you hear me throw up, I just want you to know that that's not a sound effect. Uh, that is me. I, don't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't used sound effects yet on this podcast. Eh, that's too much work. Anyway, yeah, what I had for dinner was a yuca, <laughs> Jamaican yuca Jamaican sweet potato pie. What is yuca? I have no idea. It looks like a piece of tree. I found it at Giant. It was on, was it on sale? Yeah, it was on sale. I think. Uh, yeah, it's from the Vegan book. Vegan book uh is really good. They have really good recipes, but I, I didn't really like this one. Sorry. Um. Anyway, yeah, this is very exciting. Uh. Okay. Right off the bat, I'm a liar. Just need to confess that. Uh. I think in my last episode, and like in my, if you follow me on social media, uh, I said that this podcast was going to be two times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh. I changed my mind. It's now going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, I need to do that because, guys, there's a lot of movies, and uh, if I keep this to two times a week, this I did the math. This podcast would finish in 2020 friggin' five. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Not because of the food, but because of 2025 oh my god oh my god do not even say that it's like saying Voldemort oh please stop yeah anyway um I love doing this but I'm not I cannot go that long because I I had a bit of a panic attack when I thought about that about the fact that 2025 is two years from now so in order to get this done a little earlier uh I'm gonna do three movie reviews a week It's going to be more work, but, uh, so yeah, I don't know if it's the worst idea in the world or, or a smart idea because I'm already a very busy person and, uh, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I should get this done by next year. Definitely. Uh, and you know, if I end up in the hospital, uh, a few weeks after this from exhaustion, it's because of this. So then we'll know, and then we'll go back to two times a week. So yeah, anyway. Welcome though. This is going to be a fun episode. Uh, this movie that I'm revealing today, uh, what's the phrase, rings true to my heart? Is that what they say? Yeah, it does. Uh, we are going to be, I'm going to be talking about a very famous American movie called Annie Hall. A relationship I think is, is like a shark, you know, it has to constantly move forward or it dies. And I think what we got on our hands is a dead shark. Woody Allen. I love what you're wearing. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, well, it's, uh, this is a, uh, this ties a present from Grammy Hall. Who? Grammy? Grammy Halls? Yeah, my Grammy. You, what are you, kidding? What did you do, grow up in a Norman Rockwell painting? Diane Keaton. You don't want me to live with you. How, how I don't want you to live with me. How? Whose idea was it? Mine. Yeah. Was It was yours, actually, but uh, <clears throat> I approved it immediately. Tony Roberts. The one with the VPL. VPL. Visible panty line. Yeah, she's a 10 max, and that's great for you because you're used to twos, aren't you? Carol Kane. What, what, what's your name? Allison. You, you're like New York Jewish left wing liberal intellectual, Central Park West, Brandeis University with the socialist summer camps, and the, the father with the Ben Sean drawings, right? And the really, you know, strike oriented kind of. I'm uh, um, stopping before I make a complete imbecile of myself. No, that was wonderful. I love being reduced to a cultural stereotype. Paul Simon. We're going to meet Jack and Angelica and have a drink there. And if you'd like to come, we'd love to have you. We can just sit and talk, nothing. Uh, not a big deal. It's just relax, just be very mellow. I, I don't respond well to mellow. You know what I mean? I have a tendency to, if I get too mellow, I, I ripen and then rot. Shelly Duval. I was at the Stones concert in Altamont when they killed that guy, remember? Yeah, were you? i was i was at an alice cooper thing where six people were rushed to the hospital with bad vibes janet margolin colleen Dewhurst, christopher walken in the new woody allen film Were you always funny hey what is this an interview we're supposed to be making love annie hall no that was the most fun i've ever had without laughing annie hall yes annie hall Co-ri- yeah, co-written and directed by a not-at-all-controversial canceled man in Hollywood by the name of Schmuddy Sh- Wallen. No, Woody Allen. All right, guys, let's all address the elephant in the room. Yes, Woody Allen stars in this movie, co-wrote this movie, directed this movie. This movie earned him uh, two Oscars for Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. The movie also won uh, for Best Picture and Best Actress. Woody Allen, I know I hate talking about this, but I have to. Okay. If you don't read the news, you, uh, here's just, here are the cliff notes. Uh, Woody Allen has been accused of his daughter of child molestation. Boom. Yeah. Not at all heavy at all. Am I right? Yeah. It's very serious. Uh, she made this allegation in 2014. Uh, her mother, Mia Farrow, made the allegation in, in 1992, 1993, I think, and he was investigated by two separate child abuse clinics, uh, and they found no evidence of any, uh, you know, molestation charge or anything like that. Now, of course, was he just super rich and he kind of paid them off? Were, were they just enamored by him and they didn't do a good job? We don't know. We don't know. Uh but it is very serious. He's flat out denied it vehemently. Uh, and uh, but you know we're living in a society right now where cancel culture is very real. And if you are accused of something, boom, that's it. You're done. Your career's done. You're out. You're out. You're done. That's just kind of the world that we're living in. There's no real. Uh, there's no real due process anymore. I know that's a controversial thing to say. Um, it's great that we're having these movements, but um, you know. There's uh, it, it's it's a crazy world right now. Uh, I remember a few years ago when West Side, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story came out, you know, that the lead in the movie, Ansel Elgort, uh, the year before that movie came out, an ex of his, you know, went on Twitter and said, Ansel Elgort raped me. And he again denied it and said, no, we were dating. I ghosted her when I broke up with her. I was a dick. But no, I did not rape her. Uh, he's kind of like a pariah right now. And when that movie came out, I mean, you go on social media. You still go on social media. If you type in Ansel Elgort, oh my god, there is there are death threats. There is negative, vitriolic crap spewed everywhere. And that kind of affected that movie. Anyway, okay, I'm getting a little off topic. But no, I, I have to just say this because this, you know, Woody Allen... One of the most prolific American alters, writer, director, comedian, actors of, of the 20th century is, you know, he's, he's pretty much canceled in the United States because of this allegation. And there are other things which I'll get into quickly, but, um, he's done in the United States. Actors won't work with them, uh... He just made his 50th movie in France. It's called Coup de Chance. It should be coming out uh, probably later this year. But it stars an all-French cast because, you know, if again, if you're an actor in Hollywood and you want to work with him, your reputation is tarnished. It's just how it is right now. Uh, anyway, let's rewind to when I was a kid. Okay, I had two favorite Woody's in my life, Woody Allen and Woody from Toy Story. I don't know if I don't even know of any other Woodys. Woody Guthrie, isn't that someone? Isn't that like a hockey player? I forget. Yeah, Woody Allen and Woody from Toy Story. And I always I'll never forget the time in French class we were learning about L'emparfait. And I said, uh to my teacher, I said, uh yeah, when I was a kid I used to get out my Woody and play with it. <laughs> uh, and then I realized what I'd said and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go. That came out really wrong. But uh, yeah, Woody from Toy Story. It has nothing to do with Woody Allen, though. But Woody friggin' Allen. I mean, look, when you're a film nerd... If you're a film nerd and you grew up in the 90s and you and the early 2000s and you wanted to just study film and study it until midnight, until it, it, study it like crazy, you watched Woody Allen movies. I mean, Woody Allen is, like, one of the central reasons why I love what I love so much. I didn't say that in the first episode because, you know, to drop that in the first episode might be a little bit, <laughs> you might draw some people away because a lot of people hate Woody Allen. But uh, but it's true, though. I was obsessed. I first saw uh, Sleeper, one of his early movies. that came out before Annie Hall. I saw that when I was a kid and just immediately fell in love uh, with His style, his dialogue, his characters, his settings, his themes, his all-star casts. The fact that he made a movie a year, I mean, that was just amazing. He made me want to, like, go and buy an old typewriter and write stories. Just write, 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 you know? I loved all the big words he used, the characters used, that is. Uh, But, you know... Uh, yeah, I was obsessed. I was absolutely obsessed. You know, it's uh, a few years ago. I was on Facebook and one of the a memory popped up from when I was in college and my Facebook status was, gee, you know, when I graduate college, you know what I want to do? I just want to move to New York City and be Woody Allen's personal assistant. Wink. Yeah, that's <laughs> that happened. And, you know, you I looked at it. It got so many comments. It got so many. Ah, ha ha. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great. Uh, and then, yeah, if you type that now, you, you, I'd get, like, death threats. So, um, he, he's a problematic figure. Let's, let's, okay, Cliff Notes again really quickly, and I'm already 12 minutes in, Jesus Christ. Um, Cliff Notes about this allegation and why so many people hate him. If you don't know this man, if you're listening and you don't know any of this story, here's the very quick story that I'm going to try and do, try and explain that is, and then I'll get into the movie, I swear. Uh, okay, Woody Allen met Mia Farrow, they fell in love, they never got married, uh, they never even lived together, uh, but, you know, they, they were together. She was his muse. She was in a ton of his movies in the 80s and early 90s. She adopted a whole bunch of kids, a whole bunch. Uh, Woody Allen cheated on Mia Farrow with one of her kids. Her name was Sunyi Previn. And allegedly, she was of age, but she was very young. Again, allegedly, she was of age, like 21, I think. But there are differing reports. They may have started sleeping together when she was like 18. I don't know. It's really weird. I mean, look, we have, we've all been in relationship. We've all had relationship trouble. But dude, of all the ways to get get at your girlfriend i mean jesus christ dude anyway look they're still together though they've been together since they got married they have two kids now two adopted kids as well and uh you know he went on and did his thing but you know during right after this affair happened mia farrow went to the police and said he molested my other daughter, Dylan Faro. Uh, arrest him. He's a, he's a pedophile. She claims that after this affair with Sun Yi, he came over to the house one afternoon when they were having this big party, took Dylan Faro up to the basement and molested her. He has flat out denied it. He said that's ridiculous. Why would I, why would I go to this place where everybody already hates me and then go and molest a, a kid? Are you kidding? Well, you know. So it. It doesn't totally make logical sense when you think about it, but then all, so, you know, that's why I think um, in the early 90s, you know, the case got settled or whatever, and, and people went on with their lives and actors, some actors have never worked with him because of that, but a lot of actors did. He became super successful. They kind of, I think the actors kind of thought, well, eh, whatever, you know, it's not our business They're It's just not our business. We'll work with him. Uh, cut to 2014 and his, his actual daughter, uh, she's adopted, I think, but you know, Dylan Farrow, now a grown adult came forward and said, no, it's all true. What my mom said was true. It really happened. Oh boy. Um, so it's very upsetting, very upsetting. He sent out a statement saying, nope, it's wrong. Uh Mia Pharaoh's son is Ronan Pharaoh. He said, "No, I believe my mom. I believe it happened." Her other son, Moses Pharaoh, uh has actually left the family and come forward with his own allegations saying that Mia Pharaoh was an abusive mother and abused him and a bunch of his other Asian adopted siblings. And I think two or three of them, I might be wrong on this, so if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. but two two of them, I think, have committed suicide. It's a dysfunctional friggin family. I mean, like, it's, it's the whole thing is a mess. And I don't like talking about it because it, it gives me a headache. And the truth of the matter is is that neither one of these part of these parties are ever going to confess what really happened. They never will until the day they die. And, you know, We take these allegations seriously, but um, that's where we're at. I have my own opinion about what I think really happened. I'm not going to say it. Uh, If you're listening, do your own research. Read up about it. Read both sides. It's a messy case. It's so messy, and it's very upsetting. But, um, you know, look, okay. I got that out of the way. I think the other thing, and I do need to talk about this because, look, this is a controversial filmmaker. I know we're 16 minutes in already, but look, Woody Allen, I mean, in, in, in hindsight, you look back at a lot of his movies, and he, he's a great director. He's done a lot of classic movies, and yeah, as a kid, I was obsessed. Are you kidding me? As a kid, though, I did not notice two big problems in his movies. Okay, problem number one, he never casts black people. Never. Like, never. Never cast them in leading roles. He cast uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, I think that's how you say his name, the guy from 12 Years a Slave, really good actor. He cast him as as the lead in one of his movies called Melinda Melinda, and then he cast another actress, I forget her name, in his other movie, Deconstructing Harry, and she played a prostitute. (laughs) I mean, like, what, what... He he makes so many amazing roles for women. Why not cast, like, Viola Davis or Angela Bassett in a movie, you know? They would kill it. They would crush it. So many amazing actresses who have won Oscars from his movies. Mira Sorvino, Cape Chip, Penelope Cruz, Diane Keaton in this movie. I mean, so that's just weird. Is Woody Allen a racist? I don't know, but that's very, I mean, upsetting. I don't get it. He's like almost 90. He just made his 50th movie and he still hasn't cast, uh, you know, black people in the leading role. So that's just annoying. I think the other very upsetting thing, uh, well, not necessarily upsetting, but just weird, is that, you know, you look back at his movies and pretty much almost every one of his movies, there's always a much older guy in a relationship with a super young, attractive, innocent woman. Nearly every one of his movies. That's that's the plot line. And it's consensual in the movies, usually. <laughs> I don't don't count Manhattan. Manhattan is not on the and Sound list, so we don't have to talk about that, thank God. But Manhattan, just Google it. Manhattan, not Manhattan, because then you're going to get pics of Manhattan. But just t- type in Manhattan 1979 controversy, and you'll see what that movie's about. But, I mean, look, he, he lives in his own world, and that's why his movies nowadays, a lot of them are problematic um does that mean that his not him does that mean that his movies get canceled no I don't think so this is why we have these movies we can look at them and discuss them and that's why I was really looking forward to rewatching uh Annie Hall I love this movie with all my heart I love it I love it I love it this is it's been my favorite movie that I've 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 uh you know, watched already. I've seen this movie already. So I remember a lot of parts of it, but getting to just rewatch it from beginning to end, I, I just, I think it's, it's probably his best movie. Um, it's, you know, it's a romance overall. It's a comedic romance. There's a lot of Jewish humor in it. There's a little bit of, uh eh, not really slapstick. I wouldn't really say that. Uh, it, It's, I don't think it's one of it. I don't think it's his funniest movie ever made. I love early Woody Allen, early Woody Allen, like Take the Money and Run and Sleeper and Bananas and like, uh, uh, what's it called? Love and Death. Like they are crazy slapstick, like Marx Brothers sense of humor, Woody Allen movies. And those are really funny. Annie Hall has a lot of funny moments. I just love it because of how romantic it is and how truthfully romantic it is. It's it's not your typical rom-com it's not at all. Uh it is also just my favorite movie because simply it is just so clever. Every bit of dialogue, every scene, every moment, everything in it is just perfect. I, I, I just I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. If you have not seen it, I recommend it so much. Regardless of what you think about Woody Allen. I, I cannot recommend this enough. Also, the good thing is that in this movie, it's appropriate. There's no big, huge age gap differences in this. Uh, <laughs> which is good, at least. But um, So what's it about? Uh, well, okay, Woody Allen and Diane Keaton are in it. Uh, they used to date uh before they made this movie and she was already in a few two of his movies before this came out. So they dated and didn't work out, but they stayed really good friends. And their chemistry in this movie is just like it's one of like my favorite couples ever. Uh uh Alvy and and uh <laughs> I almost just said Diane. Annie. Yeah, that's her name in the movie, duh. So like I don't even really know there's no easy way to describe Annie Hall because, like I said, it's not your typical rom-com. The movie is is uh, it's just basically a movie about a relationship between uh, Al uh, Alvy, played by Woody Allen, and Annie, played by Diane Kean. and it's presented all out of order. It's not your romance movie where you know. Um, it starts off with the beginning, middle, and end of how they met, how it goes, and how does it end? With, does it end happily with them You know, kissing at the Statue of Liberty? Oh, no, it's not the type of movie at all. When this movie starts off, you know, Alvy is, is uh, giving a little soliloquy at the beginning. He's talking to the camera, and he's already in a relationship with, with uh, Annie, and he's talking about that. It cuts to you know a few scenes later, and they're going to the movies together. And there's this is such a passionately made movie because you know I know this because I mean duh, Woody Allen, I like idolize him. I know what Woody Allen loves. He loves cinema, and you see this early on in the movie, like when they uh, Annie and Alvy go to this uh, go to the movies, and there's an Ingmar Bergman mo- a poster play, you know, a movie there, and there's a poster in the background. Woody Allen loves Ingmar Bergman. Ingmar Bergman is on this list, and I cannot friggin' wait to re-watch some of his movies. But he loves movies, you know? Uh, so there's so much passion in this movie. I think that's why I love it the most. I think that's why it's, it's, it's resonated with so many people all these years later. Everybody, they want to go to New York and fall in love, you know? And that's what Annie Hall is. It's just like a love letter to New York, to romance, to the messiness of romance. But anyway the movie's really out of order it's it's got so many clever moments it's got there's so much uh breaking the fourth wall is it the third wall or the fourth wall i think it's the fourth wall there's so much of that like characters will will talk and then they'll turn to the camera and talk to you the audience member you know and it's it's really cleverly done it's so funny uh it's so clever, too. Uh, you know, we and in this movie, we we see the ups and downs of of their relationship. You know, a little halfway through, it it goes back to the very beginning of where they first meet, and they meet uh through friends at this um, what's a place called where you play tennis? Not a tennis resort. What is it? Like a YMCA? I don't know. They meet there, and uh, you know, I should start off by saying that uh, you know. Alvi is a, uh, he's a very, very, like, over-the-top pessimistic human being. He thinks life is meaningless, the world is meaningless. Uh, there's a quote here I wrote, The universe is expanding, but then it will break apart. Uh, he tells uh, he tells Annie at one point, life is divided into the horrible and the miserable. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah, typical Woody Allen character. That's the archetypal Woody Allen character, someone who is obsessed with death and thinks life is meaningless and is super philosophical. Anyway, that's Al, uh, Alvy. I keep wanting to say Alvin, like Alvin and the Chipmunks. We meet Annie. Uh, you know, they meet at tennis. Annie is the most adorable person on the planet she's she's ditzy she speaks her mind she does she has no filter at all you know the scene and the when they meet at tennis it's it's like my favorite part in the movie because she's trying so hard to flirt with him and you know because she likes him but she's so bad at flirting and uh you know it cuts to like the next scene and they're at his apart uh her apartment i think yeah and um you know they're on the the deck, trying to flirt with each other, and as they're talking, these subtitles come up that say what each character is really thinking, and it's 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 really. Cl- oh, I keep using the word clever, but um, I think that's one of the you know the the good things. One of the I think the best most romantic things about Annie Hall is is this. You know, Alvy and Annie they aren't right for each other but they are right for each other we've we learn the more we watch them that they aren't right for each other because you know there's just things that they don't really agree with that's okay in relationships you can have that but at some you know there there's to an extent though i mean alvie is a little annoying i mean it's like dude calm down with the negativity and the pessimism you know she is you know Uh, She thinks that he thinks that she's stupid and and she needs to get a college education and they fight about that a lot. And, you know, she wants to move to Los Angeles. He doesn't. But they're crazy about each other. Like they break up and then they make up. And, you know, there's a great moment where. She, they they have just broken up and then she invites him over to her place in the middle of the night. And it's because she wants him to kill a spider in the bathroom. And then she breaks down and just goes, I, I miss you. I, I just, I miss you. I'm sorry. And it's, it, that's the thing though. And, and I think it's kind of like the tragic thing about Annie Hall, which is what I like is that um it's not your typical romance. um They're so right for each other, but they're not, you know, there's, there's another scene where they're in therapy and, and it's a, it's a, two-shot you know split screen and it shows each of them in therapy and they're both they both seem so different and like they're talking about each other's you know like their relationship and they're both saying the exact same thing about each other you know so it's like they're not good for each other but they are and oh but then you know i it's like they don't end up together when I first saw this movie when I was a kid, I didn't really like it to be honest because I'd, I'd heard so much about it and they don't even end up together. And I remember feeling a little bit let down. But I think now, being an adult, uh, being—I <laughs> was gonna joke and say being more depressed, but I'm just kidding. I'm not depressed um, about like relationships and everything. But I think it, it, it's that's rewatching Annie Hall in your 30s. You know, it really get gives you that perspective that, geez, you know, relationships are messy and they are just so bizarre sometimes. Two people can seem great for each other, but and they are great for each other, but something just isn't quite there. And that's, you know, the beauty and the tragedy, I think, of Alvy and Annie's relationship in Annie Hall. Yeah. I I loved it. I just, I'm still like a little, this isn't just the yucca potato, sweet potato pie. It's, that's not why I'm taking long breaks. It's, um, I just loved it. It, it, it hits me so much. You know, there's a scene in this movie. Uh, wow. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I have no filter. I'm like Annie, I have no filter. It's, it's such a great moment. You know, they've been, Annie and Alvy. They, they've been on dates before and they haven't kissed yet. And they're walking back to, I think, Annie's place at night and, in New York and it's no one's around. And, you know, Alvy and like the most Woody Allen voice ever just is like, look, look, OK, like it's getting awkward now. Like, let's just kiss. OK, like we both want to. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's get let's break the ice, get that out of the way, and then we'll see what happens next, you know? And they do it. And you want to hear a funny story? The first girl that... One of the first girls... It wasn't the first. One of the first girls I ever, like, made out with, I said that line to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I just... I didn't say it in the Woody Allen voice, but I did go, okay, you know what? It's weird. Let's just kiss. Let's just... Come on. Like, dates are awkward. This is awkward. We don't know if we like each other. Let's just kiss. Let's just do it. You know? Let's do it. And once we do it... uh kiss, that is, then let's see what happens next. And I love that line in that movie. And uh, because that's so accurate, like dating is so awkward. And when you like someone and you feel like they like them back and you're like, oh God, oh crap. Oh shit. Do I need to kiss them? Oh, oh, what am I, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You think about that. Uh, There's a lot in this movie that's, that's relatable. I think, you know, what I also love is how it's not a dramatic, breakup romantic movie you know like Annie and Alvy they have the most gentle breakups ever uh when they break up one time in the movie you know they're on a plane and you heard this in the trailer in the very beginning you know they're they're in a they're on a plane and Annie turns to him and just goes Alvy this relationship I don't think it's working and then Alvy just goes yeah yeah I know I how though like how that's a shame their their reactions are so calm it's not a what i love you though it's none of that it's just such a that's what i just love about these characters so much and i think the fact that they dated in real life and they're still friends to this day that shows why you know this this has been this had this will forever be regardless of woody allen's reputation this will forever be one of the most romantic movies ever made um it's it's great Also, a lot of cameos. I forgot her in this. Carol Kane, Shelley Duvall, Christopher Walken. He's really funny in this. Jeff Coldbloom is in this movie. He's in one quick shot. Sigourney Weaver is in this movie Has a cameo at the end. And I did not see her. I got to go back and see that part. I'll Google it. There's so much more I could talk about this, uh, so many more things I could talk about, about this movie, about the scenes, about the dialogue. I mean, every, uh, that's the other thing, that's the main reason why I loved Woody Allen growing up, is the dialogue. I just love, love, love the dialogue. People say it's not realistic, people say, oh, it's, it's pretentious. I don't think it's pretentious, I think it's just, it's Woody Allen dialogue, it's his art, it's his movie, it's his baby. It's how, you know, people talk in his movie. He did a movie a few years ago that came out uh, after he <laughs> came out. Not really exactly. It was after he was canceled. A rainy day in New York with uh, Timothée Chalamet. That's how you say his name. It's not Timothy Chalamet. It's Timothée. He's French. Elle Fanning, Selena Gomez, Jude Law. It did come out in the States, but it didn't get any press or anything because, you know, it, it was made right when uh, the Me Too movement was happening. So, uh, you know, S- Selena Gomez saying, I'm happy to have worked with Woody Allen. Are you kidding? She'd be done. She'd be canceled. She'd be done. Uh, Yeah. Why am I saying this? Oh, yeah, because dialogue. You know, that's a movie. Um, critics hated it. I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> um. There isn't an appropriate huge age gap, though, uh, with Al Fanning, which is like, and and uh, not one, but three other men in the movie. But uh, the dialogue in that movie, you know, they all—it's all about college students, and they—they're all talking like Woody Allen. Like, there's a moment that sticks with me where, in the beginning, uh, Timothée Chalamet's character goes, "My mother is apoplectic. That I—I'm not going to go see her. Apoplectic, apoplectic." If you went to college, have you ever actually used that word apoplectic? Really? (laughs) I mean, so that's why critics were like, ah, I hate it. And also just, you know, because they have their own issue with Woody Allen, which I get. Um, But, you know, that's why I I love, I say that because it's like that in all of his movies. If you haven't seen a lot of Woody Allen movies, the dialogue. And if you haven't read any of his books, I mean, I like, I have to pause when I read his books and Google what the hell these words mean. Vituperative? What? Yeah. I think I used that in a blog post once. It was fun. I think we're at the end, guys. This was a fun one. Um, I know I spent a lot of this talking about Woody Allen and this really upsetting allegation, um, you know. But we have to. And look, there's going to be a lot more controversial, <laughs> a lot more controversial filmmakers probably on this list. I there, I mean, there is a Roman Polanski movie coming up. <gasps> oh yeah, get ready for that. Um, I'll just say this. I mean, do your research and then make up your mind. But I, I I'll also say this as well as a follow up. You know, Annie Hall is a classic. And I highly recommend it. I think for anyone who's been in a relationship, anyone who just loves cinema and just loves quick dialogue and funny moments. And Diane Keaton. I didn't even talk about Diane Keaton. Crap, and we're out of time. Diane Keaton is this movie. She won best actress. And I wish she won separate Oscars for the same performance. Cause she is so friggin' amazing in this movie. She is like my dream girl in this movie. Like, beautiful adorably cute adorably ditzy adorably like flawed in a way you know i mean annie's not perfect like like alvie but she's just great you know and and the outfits trivia i didn't really get into any trivia but you know all these outfits that annie wears in the movie were diane Keaton's actual clothes you know that her clothing in it is iconic uh And, you know, I I also read, like, this isn't even one of Woody Allen's favorite movies. He doesn't really consider it one of his favorites, but um, it's not, I don't know if it's my favorite. I may have said that in the beginning of this episode, but I have a lot of favorite Woody Allen movies. Matchpoint, Midnight in Paris, Manhattan Murder Mystery, The Purple Rose of Cairo. Oh, my God, it could go on. I, I could go on I know it's inappropriate and weird but Manhattan I, I love Manhattan for the cinematography and the and I love Marielle Hemingway in that movie okay let's ignore her role in the movie and her character but her performance in that movie is just so good so okay I'll shut up now <sighs> Annie Hall though highly recommend guys highly highly recommend I will see you in two days And where can you watch Annie Hall? Uh, Annie Hall, yeah, I forgot to say this about the last movie too, Sullivan's Travels. Sullivan's Travels, you have to rent. It's not available to stream anywhere. Annie Hall, you basically have to rent unless you have Max. Not HBO Max, but Max, which I don't think exists anymore. So uh, I went on Hulu because it said it was for free. And then it said you have to have a Max subscription. What? What the hell is that? So, um... If you do run it, just do it. Just watch it. Be moved. If you hate Woody Allen, Diane Keaton's in it. And she is going... You're, I just I wanted to like hug my TV screen watching this. Actually, my computer. Because I watch it on my computer. Alright, that's all. I'll shut up now. Have a good rest of the day. Have a good rest of the night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to... I'm revealing here! Got a lot more exciting movies on the way. Adios. Woo!